When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hello, and welcome to the Bow Hunter Planet podcast. Thanks for joining us on the live edition. Uh, it's myself, Tim Mazar- Oh, myself, Dave Thomas, and Tim Mazarana. I can't I got that wrong. You did the opposite last week. <laughs> we're, we won't redo it this time, though. You made me redo uh, it live. Uh, that's so funny. Um, so today we're joined by uh, Cole Tanner from uh, Ozonix. Uh, how's it going, man? How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Good. Yeah. So what we wanted to ask you, and the biggest thing is, and the biggest question we get from uh, consumers a lot about Ozonix is, how do you use it? Like, I want you to walk us through how it's used in the field and how it helps a hunter. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, like I said, the biggest thing I tell guys when it comes, men and women, like I said, when it comes to an ozonics, think about an ozonics a lot like a compound bow, right? You would never just walk into an archery shop, I guess, unless you're buying like a recurve, I guess, maybe, but, and just go take it straight out in the woods, right? You're going to, you're going to buy it. That's the first half. And then you're going to make sure you set it up the right way. Um, so that's the really big thing when it comes to these units, right? Like, they can help you and they can give you a huge advantage, but you got to set it up the right way. Um, so unfortunately in the past, a lot of people have just been buying them and they aren't using them the right, the right way. Right. And then they end up calling me. What's your, what's your cell phone number? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I learned that the hard way. Yeah. So if you give out your cell phone number, people will call you at like 5 AM. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like you said, so that's the biggest thing right off the bat is it's obviously, you know, getting one is awesome, but then you got to make sure you use it the right way. So really, um, we look at it, there's really two main applications for us. It's going to be, um, in an open air environment and then in a closed air environment. So open air being a tree stand. Um, so there's a few things that we kind of, you know, live and die by, um, that can really, really help you be successful. But before you really get into that, you really more than anything, I think the, the thing that people are really starting to figure out is people understand that ozone can eliminate odor, right? They really, really get that part, you know what I mean? Um, but then from there, their knowledge base really, really falls off, right? And unfortunately, um, we all kind of make our own perceptions and our own understanding of how things work, right? Yeah. And I was no different, right? When I bought how much stuff in the past in the hunting industry, if I didn't understand how it worked, I just went off of what I saw on a television show or what I, what I have my buddies tell me. And then I just kind of fill in the blanks. Right. And I fill in the gaps of that knowledge base. And unfortunately that's happened a lot with, with ozone technology as well. Um, so really the first thing that you need to really understand before we even talk about how you use it is one ozone is 30% heavier than the air. Okay. So it's going to 
naturally when ozone is exhausted out of an ozonics unit, it's going to naturally fall. It's 30% heavier than the air. 48 grams per mole is the actual weight, if you wanted to get technical. Um, so that's number one. Number two, um, ozone is very unstable, right? That's really what we're trying to do is manipulate the instability of what ozone is. It doesn't want to be ozone, right? Ozone is three molecules of, ox of oxygen. So when that ozone is exhausted out of the unit, it naturally wants to fall. And then right off the bat, it's trying to stabilize. It doesn't want to be ozone. It wants to it wants to come in contact with whatever it, whatever it can to become not ozone anymore, right? So that's number two. Um, and that's really what we are trying to do. What everybody's trying to do is trying to manipulate the instability of ozone, right? Trying to manipulate the fact that it doesn't want to be that it wants to stabilize. And when it stabilizes, it oxidizes. Um, so when you're in a hunting application, um, your scent is getting carried away from you, whether in a ground blind or, or, or in a tree stand. And that ozone is exhausted out of the units, 30% of it in the air. It's naturally going to fall. So we're trying to create that interaction between your scent and the ozone, right? And when that interaction happens, that ozone is going to attach to that scent molecule and it's going to stay, it's going to try to oxidize that, that odor molecule, right? Which then stabilizes the ozone, right? It's not going to be ozone anymore. It turns back to oxygen. So think about your scent. A lot of, a lot of guys say, well, how effective is it or how does it work? Right? So think about your human odor as a password. Okay. And the password is human, the word human, right? So H U M A N, right? And mm -hmm. deer, since the beginning of time, since cavemen were throwing spears at them, right? They've known the password. They know the password is H-U-M-A-N. Well, from a molecular level, when ozone comes, comes in contact with your scent molecule, it's going to oxidize that scent, mo scent molecule, and it's going to change the molecular structure of that scent molecule, okay? So imagine it taking off the H and taking off the N. So now it's just U-M-A, right? So if I can change that molecular structure, I can change the complexity of your scent molecule, of your odor molecule. All of a sudden, that deer, they're trying to smell the password being human. Well, if you change that, if you take off the H, take off the N, it's no longer perceived as a threat, right? Because they that's don't really cool. know yeah. what that odor molecule is, right? And so that's really what ozone is doing. Um, so how that, how that comes back all around to a tree stand environment, what we do is completely based around what ozone does and doesn't do. So... Number one in a tree stand, you may want to make sure you have the unit six to 10 inches above your head from the position that you hunt from. So for me, being from Iowa, um, a lot of tree stand hunting, obviously, I stay in the majority of the time when I'm when I'm hunting. So I have it six to 10 inches above my head when I'm standing. Um, that's number one, because like we said, ozone is 30% heavier than the air. It's naturally going to fall, right? So number two, it's all about direction. You need to make sure that you point the unit in the downwind direction. The front of the unit where the ozone is being exhausted, you always want to point it in the downwind direction. Um, so I always tell guys, if I'm standing in your yard and I try to water the flowers, I don't water the grass, right? Water the flowers. <clears throat> so always make sure you point it in the downwind direction. <clears throat> Why that's so important is just like we talked about earlier, ozone doesn't discriminate, right? It doesn't know the difference between your scent coming off of you. It doesn't know the difference between your boot or your hat or the bark on the tree, right? right. So one of the common mistakes that we see a lot of guys do, and, and a lot of it is because of what they see on television, right? Or they see you know, and whatever it might be, um, let's say the wind is in, in your face. Like in this situation, the wind's hitting me right here. So where Bergie is sitting behind me, that's downwind. So what a lot of, a lot of people end up doing is they put the unit above their head and they just point it right down in front of them like this, right? Well, that ozone has to come out of that unit and then it has to try to get behind you, right? Well, during that whole time, it's touching your shirt, it's touching your jacket, your hat, it's touching the tree, and your scent is getting in front of that ozone. And that's not what we want to do. When I'm in a tree set, I'm never trying to treat me. 
I'm just worried about my downwind side. I want to put as much ozone, create a curtain of ozone that all my scent has to go through that ozone. That I, like, I like the word curtain. Yeah. I like that yep. idea. It makes sense. So, so that's yeah. number two. And then number three, it really comes down to the angle. Um, and that's another common mistake. A lot of people will just put it above their head just at a, at a flat like this. What we really want to be doing is in a tree stand, zero to 12 mile an hour wind, about a 30 degree angle. And then as that wind starts to increase, 15 and above, you're really going to start to angle it more vertically down. In essence, think about that ozone like a water bottle. Like I if I take a bottle of water. If I take a bottle of water, I just got one sitting here, but if I have this bottle of water and I want to pour it out slow, I just barely tip it, right? If I want to pour it out fast, I just tip it upside down. In essence, on a windier day, we're trying to pour that ozone that much faster than your downwind side. So like you said, it's six to 10 inches above your head, always point in the downwind direction and then adjust the angle depending on the wind speed. And that's really, really going to help you be a lot more effective with it. And just focus on the fact that I'm not trying to put ozone on you. I'm trying to put as much ozone into your downwind side, creating that curtain that all your scent has to go through. Yeah. So there, there's a very active um, active component to this, meaning that, that you have to actively put the ozone out there. There's no, like quote unquote lasting effect. Like you, you have to have the, you have to have it on and because obviously your, your, your body's producing that scent nonstop, right? So you have to counteract that um, by keeping that unit on, which makes sense. Well, absolutely. And that's, and like you said, to, to kind of piggyback off of that, we talk a lot about trying to chase the wind, right? And for me, for me as a bow hunter, I am constantly checking the wind, constantly, 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 always trying to just make sure that I have that unit positioned as best I can in my downward direction because wherever your downward side is is where your scent's going Very but to your point as well the thing I think a lot of people don't think about is a lot of guys understand a lot of I'm sorry men and women understand that um, they can actively help eliminate their odor with an ozonics in a tree stand right mm-hmm. but it's interesting because a lot of those people being the guy that talks to these men and women all fall <clears throat> all throughout the year when I ask them do you use it in a tree stand they're like absolutely using a ground blind heck yeah man I swear by it do you use it on the way in and out from the tree stand? And oh. then everybody gets everybody gets quiet, right? Even yeah. you guys, right? Like yeah. it's so funny because and it's funny because you literally use an ozonics in a tree stand, you understand that it gives you an advantage and it helps you become more undetectable, right? It helps yeah, eliminate the odor, it helps you helps you so you can get past the deer's nose. But then you put it in your backpack and walk all the way back out to your truck and put odor into your hunting area the whole way. Or walk all the way out there without it running it just right. to me it's yeah. very counter it seems very counterintuitive but but like you said a lot of people just don't there's like well i never even thought about that i had a guy i had a young guy the other day was like listen man mine accidentally turned on and i made sure to shut it off <laughs> right yeah right? yeah and then i had a i had a young i had a young guy from kansas i was at a at an event this last summer and, the, and this young guy stands up he's like listen i was wanting to hunt in an area where i knew i was gonna have to walk right past their bedding area and the wind was completely wrong I literally ran my unit above my head, held it, you know, on boost with my HR 300 above my head the whole way in. And he's like, literally, I mean, the guy thought he had reinvented the wheel, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, dude, more, it's more genius. Power. Dude, it's like funny though, because more power to him. Years ago, before they ever came out with, we used the kinetic pack, right? The unit fits in the top of it. It works great. Before they came out with that, I just walked with mine, right? I just yeah, right. carry mine on my shoulder. Idea. I carry mine just in my hand. I have my bow in one hand and the ozonics in the other. So, um, but yeah, like you said, take that, take that to the next step and, and realize that there is a difference, right? When you're actively trying to eliminate the order, you can do that the entire way, not just 
in a tree stand or in a ground blind. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point because I, you know, a lot of times, and even me as a hunter, like what, what I'm thinking about is getting out there quick, getting out there quiet, but I'm not really thinking about that scent odor all the time as I'm, as I'm moving out there. You just kind of, it just kind of comes, it comes with a territory, if you will. So you're just trying to make as small a scent by yeah. getting in there as quickly and as quietly as you can. I, but you don't well, think about something like no, this really never... being able to help you um, take it to that next level. I think that's a great point. Absolutely. And the thing too, that I think is really important is just like you just said is, I mean, for me, like being from Iowa, I hunt 40 acres or I hunt 20 acres or I hunt five acres. Right. And so there are times when, and we're all in the same boat, right? There's very few of us that really get to absolutely hunt for a living. I wish we all could. Right. You know, but, uh, but like you said, wife and three kids. Right. So I hunt when I, when I can get out there and sometimes that doesn't, Sometimes that means I might have to walk into an area that I might have to jeopardize part of that property to get back to that stand. And ozone can help lessen that impact, right? And why wouldn't you be doing it on the way in and out? When you're checking trail cams all summer, right? When you're, you know, even like I have a buddy that's shed hunting right now. He sent me a pic the other day of him wearing his kinetic pack. Just And he literally just a text said, just trying to lessen my impact. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes total sense. I actually never, I never thought of the idea of, the way in the way out you right. know you just assume you spray down with some sort of spray thing but i guess that makes complete sense to me to curtain the whole way in and out like you're saying the the curtain part i love the word curtain because truly that's what this is and i guess my questions are um from the the stand of uh how this thing works is it have is it uh, rechargeable or battery operated I, i've actually never actually held a unit is it can you tell us about how it works and operates Yep. Yep. So what we're doing is it's a, it's run with a 12 volt lithium ion battery. Um, so there's the battery on the end, the battery fits in the bottom. It's rechargeable. It pops out of the unit. Um, and then inside the unit is a fan. The fan is powered by the battery. Obviously that's pushing air through the unit. And then it's pushing that air over a coil. Um, the coil is what's actually producing the ozone. It's the way we produce ozone is called the Corona discharge method. So it's the same as lightning. If you've ever watched a slow-mo video, of a lightning bolt or seen yep. lightning bolt, yep. see that purple glow on each side. Yep. Um, that's actually where the electricity is fracturing the O2 and creating the O3, right? So it's the same as what we're doing. We're doing the same type of idea. The coil um, is a metal coil. Inside of that is a glass is a glass tube with metal shavings, and the metal shavings and that glass tube act as the ground. And then we're we're just doing tons of little lightning bolts, basically, right? Which is fracturing that O2 and creating the O3. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that's so it's, crazy. It's, but, I and never would have yeah, thought of that. That's very cool. Like, yeah, it's amazing. And it's actually, that's actually the really, really interesting thing is when we get people that know a lot about ozone, whether it's at these shows or guys calling mm-hmm. the phone and like, all right, man, so how'd you guys do that? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, how did we, how did we do what? You know what yeah. I mean? And like, no, come on, man. I, I understand ozone. Like I know how it works, but every unit I've ever seen is battery powered, right? Like, yeah. how did you guys do that where it's a, it's a 12 volt lithium ion battery and there's a lot more volts running over that coil than 12. Right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. That grill, right. You don't want to be sticking your tongue on that bad boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 I don't know, Dave. I, mean, I think you should try it. Grill. I think we should try yeah, it. <laughs> I mean, it's really going to zap you. Right. So, yeah. um, so yeah. So like I said, that's, that's really interesting thing is that it's a 12 volt battery, like I said, and then powering that coil. And it's not just for a second. It's not just like a lightning bolt where it's boom and it's gone. We're doing it for hours on them when the whole time you're out in the, out in the woods, right? So, so, pretty so how, long, how long does a unit last? Like, how, how long can I run it for? Yep. So the, the unit, uh, both the HR200 and the HR230 and the HR300 um, come with a standard battery that's going to run for four hours on boost mode, which is for a tree stand. Um, we sell an XL battery, which is going to run twice as long. So a lot of 
men and women end up running with the standard and the XL. If you're going to be trying to sit all day, like I said, being an Iowa guy, I'm doing it all day sit as much as, as most as often as I can. So I run with the standard and the XL. Where do um uh, do people buy these at like a Bass Pro? Like where would they find them? Yep, yep. So the interesting thing is, is as of the beginning of the year, we've got a hundred percent direct, uh, meaning that um, the only place you'll be able to find them moving forward to 2018 is off of our website, um, ozonicshunting.com. Yep. Okay. So that's cool. gonna be. And then, like I said, we've got a bunch. We've got a huge consumer show circuit that we're doing um, all this winter, spring, and then throughout the summer as well. So we'll be. Awesome. Sounds like you're going to be busy. Yeah, I'm on your website right now. I mean, the website itself, I mean, it's a great feel, great looking website. Really good job. Yeah, Yeah. good job to that, too. But you you guys have some other products on there as well. Um, You got some bags and some packs and some mounting accessories. Can you talk to us a little bit about that as well? Yep. So, so like you said, what it really comes down to is we, we look at it as if there's, there's passive scent control and active scent control, kind of what we were talking about earlier. Um, So, like you said, we are, the awesome thing about what we're doing is it's in the field ozone generation, right? So that's where that kinetic pack really comes in handy. If, if you guys cool, are looking man. at that, um, yep. where the unit actually fits in the top of it. Yeah, um, I think that's and then, like you said, you would, you would run it the entire way from the mini, from, you know, from the truck to tree stand back to the truck again, right? Yeah. Um, it's 1300 cubic inches of space in the bottom section, um, adjustable shoulder straps, adjustable um, hip belt. Um, and then from there, like I said, when we get into the passive scent control, um, and what I mean by passive is, is the fact that you really need to understand that, like you said, passive scent control is only going to eliminate existing odor, right? The, the effectiveness right. degrades immediately, right? Yeah. So like you said, um, does that have a place? Absolutely. Um, do I still do some passive scent control? Absolutely. But for me, I always tell guys, I would, you really have to decide, would you rather focus on being set free when you're sitting in the truck or when you're walking yeah. in the woods? And for me, I'm all about trying to eliminate my odor when I'm walking in the woods. With that said, um, like I said, we also have the dry wash bag, which is going to be a passive scent control. Um, the unit that you would use in the field is going to fit in the top of that. And then it's going to help uh, the way that it's set up with the baffle system. Like we said, ozone is 30% heavier than the air, so it's naturally going to fall. Um, that, ozone, that baffle keeps the ozone on the back half of the bag. Um, but then, like we also know, ozone is very unstable, right? We also know ozone, it's all about surface area exposure on your clothing. We also know that ozone doesn't permeate clothing, right? So it's only going to treat stuff on the surface. So... The way the bag set up is we're, we're pressurizing the bag and we're forcing the air in through the unit. I like that. Letting it out yeah. The yeah. Small bed on the front. And so by doing that, that baffle keeps the ozone on the back half, and then that's going to push the ozone back up through the bag, which is going to help create the circulation and create that surface air exposure and then let it off that bed on the front. I so would you noticed... recommend, um, like if I'm using the bag, like un- unzipping my, my coat, not not keeping it zipped up, kind of doing that? Should I, what I think about, like, turning it inside out even so that that i'm taking that scent out of the liner where my where that scent's yep. going to be coming from kind of down you know down the road when i'm out when i'm out in the field so like you said the thing you need to remember is is that ozone is only going to treat it has to it's all about surface air exposure and it's only going to treat it right then and there right does that make sense yep so the thing you really need to focus on doing is is one making sure you're putting the right amount of ozone on your clothing for the right amount of time right because too much ozone can be harmful, right? And that's the whole thing of what our units do is it's a pulse technology that's actually turning that coil on and off. Think about it like a washing machine where it's it's pushing ozone through the bag, just like your washing machine where you pours water in, it cleanses the yeah. clothing, then it flushes it, and then puts fresh mm-hmm. water in. We're doing the same thing. Okay. The coil turns on, it's turning, it's putting ozone through the bag, and then it turns the coil off and just puts fresh fresh oxygen through the bag because we don't want to put too much ozone there, on there for too long. So, But yeah. like you said, um, to your point, um, absolutely, like I said, we it's all about surface air exposure because if you only treat one side, you're only doing half the job. So 
You need to make yeah. sure to Makes treat sense. one side, turn your clothes inside out, and then treat the other side. Right? Gonna... You're trying to create as much surface area as we can to help let that ozone come in contact with the clothing. I'll say, uh, Cole, I, I, I got a little issue here, though, because you had this beautiful beard, and it looks like you've taken that away. Yeah, what now. is that, I, man? <laughs> I'm a little, I'm, that, that is, that is kind of crap. Tim man. was just talking about his beard. He just bought some putty for his beard, a little putty broom. Bomb, little bomb. Whatever, bomb, and you had yeah. this little. Uh, beard wax. Yeah. I was yeah, going to say, you exactly. definitely know about it, because in this picture, you yeah, definitely dude, had the beard. Is, so I actually just shaved it a few weeks ago. So I had it like, I had it like down to like here. It was pretty long, but I'm actually, I'm, <laughs> Did I'm training for, I'm training for an Ironman triathlon. And it, oh. just got to the point where it started to like separate in the middle. Right. And it looked like it just was starting, I was starting to get kind of dirty looks. You're so looking finally, like uh, the Vikings, man. You had the Vikings. Yeah, little, little, I got to admit though, a little disappointed with that, man. little disappointed. <laughs> Tim's got, <laughs> he's going for the beard now. Actually, I trimmed mine too. Mine was really yeah. big in Christmas, but. But not, you're going, you're going. Mine never looked like though, so. like Cole's though. See, that's the problem. I was like yeah. yours. It's just fluffy and it didn't really kind of looks ridiculous. You got all this like gray whites in there. I'm in I mean, that. I'm looking... in that. Like I'm a teenage. Like the problem is like I'm in that teenage stage right now where it's like really awkward. <laughs> so it's like it's got to grow out like, another, life like three inches, and then then I think it'll look better. At least that that's what yeah, I'm that's, telling my that's, wife. It's it's usually where most people like let it go because even mine. Like I've got some. I've got like a pretty big like a quarter size hole on each side. But if you mm. let it get past that it little, covers bit of skin, it. And then it covers Over the it. top, like yeah. Most, most yep. guys shave it right there, and then that, then they're done. Right? Oh man, I love it. That beard, uh, yeah. I bought I bought some um, I bought some of the uh, I think it's called uh, some about it's some about Amish Amish uh, Blom when Blom, I had my yeah. beard. And dude, the stuff stank so bad. Did like, it really? It was horrible. Stuff I have is really good. No, it was bad. It it didn't even smell good. And I told my wife, I go, "What does it smell like?" She's like, "It smells horrible. Stay away from me." <laughs> I'm like, "This is not what I expected." When you have this beautiful, oh, luscious beard, I'm expecting her to like like it, you I know. Love but it. anyway, I'm looking at uh, the website. I, I just want to say, uh, hands down, this is an amazing job on the website. Very, very cool site. And I really love the fact that you guys are going direct to consumer. Um, it's something I've been pushing for years in this industry. I feel like, uh, we always get consumed by all these, uh, you know, big shops and we have to be in all this stuff when really, if you do your marketing correctly, you can go direct to the consumer. Consumers like to be able to go on here and buy yeah. it through PayPal or whatever you have on here. It's awesome. I, I, I avoid this store as much as possible. I do right? too. I mean, it just time you got, you got family, you got kids. Yeah. Um, and you just don't want to waste the time and the gas and you know, all that kind of stuff to get there and back and the lines no. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I no, think, I think it's, I think it's going to work out well for you guys. Yeah. So. This is uh is this the first year you've done this direct to consumer? Yep. Yep. So that just, uh, that was just as of the beginning of 2018, January one. Right. So, um, yeah. And then like I said, guys, um, the whole idea behind that is really, um, going consumer direct is really going to give us as a company at Ozonics the ability to innovate and take this company where we needed to go. Right. Yeah. And, and really more than anything too, is, is it really gives us the ability to meet the end consumer halfway a lot more. Right. Oh, for and sure. Us to be able to, like you said, um, I mean, and, and everybody knows this, it's retail, right? If, if, if I make something for a dollar and I sell it to you for two, yep. you're going to sell it to the next guy for four. Yep. Well, yep. if I can cut out that extra cost, person, yeah. then for all sure. of a sudden, then, 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 you know, like I said, we can meet the consumer halfway. Um, and then, like I said, it's going to allow us as a company to innovate and take this where it needs to go. Right. And we just didn't really feel like there was any other way to do that. Yeah. So you, got, been... you guys got some big things in the works or what? Oh. Yeah, what's coming yeah, up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like I said, yeah, I wish I was at liberty to say. But, uh, <laughs> this got, is the show that you're supposed come to divulge. Come on. Yeah. Li yeah. Live right here, now, here, man. Here. You can break <laughs> it to the world. 
yeah. And then this would be my last Edo's house. Right. <laughs> they're like, like, Cole, listen, we really appreciate you coming. You can find your own way back to Iowa. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you don't have to go to Indianapolis next weekend. What's um? And tell us real quick about the company. Is it owned by Buddy? Buddy is that who owns it? <clears throat> so Buddy is our VP. It's owned by a guy by the name of Scott Elrod. Um, okay. Buddy and Scott are both out of Houston, Texas. Um, and yeah, so like I said, they're both, um, avid bow hunters, avid sportsmen. Um, and that's kind of the, it's kind of a cool story how this all came about. Scott is actually a, an oral surgeon, a dentist, and, um, was doing a procedure and they had an ozone generating system, um, unit in their suite that they were doing the ah. a surgery. They we're using it to help eliminate the smell from a carterization. And then kind of just all of a sudden, you know, the light bulb kind of came on. Like, I wonder if I could use this Smart. for hunting. And that's uh, really cool. I and think, you know, kind of, Buddy's been on the show, now mm-hmm. I think about yeah, it. Yeah. He okay. was on the show yeah. back uh, uh, maybe like episode, uh, well, we're approaching 200 now, so it's, yeah, it's right. a long, it was back It was back, it was back a ways. Yeah. It was around the beginning, because I remember I talked to um, I talked to uh, Providence, and he came on from there. And I talked to him after yeah, that, too. Fun. I was actually driving yeah, to a hunt, yeah. and I called him. We were talking on, I was on a hunt, and we were, we were going to a hunt, and he was, we were talking about that. It was a lot of fun. That's the best part about this industry that I love is everybody hunts and it's it's so exciting because you know like everybody's got cool stories and you know and you get into that whole like yeah I'm on my way and this is what I'm doing and this is what's been working and yeah. guess what yeah. I just missed a 140 inch deer twice this year and the- <laughs> <laughs> so mm. I've been saying that for years to bow companies like that they should sell direct to consumer bow not maybe their whole line but they should always launch a bow that's direct to consumer. And I know there's a lot of politics with that and all that, but I just always felt like, dude, you, you know, at some point you can eliminate cost and go direct to consumer, offer something that maybe it's not the full line, right? But you can get something that, you know, there's a somewhere in the middle, meet in the middle, you know? Um, well, and like, and like I said, I mean, I think that, I think that the thing that's interesting about archery, the, the entire, the hunting industry, archery in general, bow hunting, bow hunting in general is it's constantly evolving, right? And it's been evolving since Fred Bear and Howard Hill, right? Yeah. And since, yeah. you know, there's all there's been all these innovations the and all these things. Time. That come along. Yep, absolutely. And it's not going to change. It's not going to stop. And with the advent of the internet and with the advent of the world really just being that much smaller, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, golly, I'm, I'm literally, we are talking through a cell phone right now. Like, give me a book. <laughs> you know? yeah, no, like, it's it crazy. Wasn't, wasn't that in that book, whatever that book was called, 1984 or whatever that guy said, we're going to be all be driving around in floating cars or something. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's crazy what we can do with the internet. And that is starting to happen in the hunting industry as well. And yeah, we're just for sure. Stay on the front end. We're just trying to stay on the if front you, end of that. If you want to hear something, a good story, just listen to our podcast on moon landing. <laughs> we debate if it really happened it's really funny That's awesome. there's a huge debate and That's it was funny because kevin uh he's a little he's in the, you know in his 60s he you know he lived through that time frame so you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i purposely had him in the room when we did it and uh was he I, rolling his i eyes played like devil's advocate and i said there's no way it happened it's a hoax <laughs> and he's like are you serious i lived through that it happened i go they they robbed you they did lied you, did you see it? <laughs> I were you there when you talk about all that type of stuff, I got to I got to do a hunt a couple of years ago with a buddy of mine named Mike Brazil down here, Hondo, New Mexico, which is just outside of Roswell, and we got to oh, go man. look at that, that Roswell Museum. And oh, is it cool? Yeah, it's crazy. Huh? It's, I'll tell you what, if you ever have a chance to go there, it's really something. It'll make you question everything. Really? Dang. Uh, yeah, That's and crazy. I'm, I'm a I'm a dork. I I'm like obsessed with McDonald's. It's like my weakness is McDonald's. They have a McDonald's <laughs> there that's, that's shaped like a UFO. So what? Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. That it's like is my seriously favorite. hilarious. It's my favorite McDonald's ever. 
Oh man! All right, Cole. Well, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it on the show. Yeah, no, uh, man. I appreciate it. Like you said, next time, yeah, next time. Hopefully, you can come in and hang out with us, have a couple drinks and some bear chili. We have a good time in the studio. It's a lot of fun uh, every week. But uh, uh, so, if you're out there, go to ozonicshunting.com. Check out all the great stuff they have. uh, you know, obviously they have the dispenser itself, but they have tons of accessories on there. I was really impressed by all the stuff you guys have. So um, check line. all that out. Extra battery. They just got everything. And, again, direct to consumer. So this is your chance to check this stuff out and get to it. Uh, Cole, thanks again, man, for joining us. We appreciate it. And uh, Yeah, right on, dude. We'll see you guys next time on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.